the Chinese year of the black milkshake. Welcome to Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast with me, Jorma Kirko, and him. Ray back. We're back in our local juicer, James Joyce, Istanbul, everybody. 48th episode, 23rd of November, Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, you can also find our old episodes on Grow Radio UK. That's the old episodes. Yes, as well as the biggest selection of podcasts around the clock. Uh, this week's show is more tightly stuffed than my wife's Thanksgiving turkey. So we'd like to start off by wishing all our American listeners a very happy Thanksgiving. We've got Morgan Friedman reading his latest poem about the joys of home. True or false, we've got posts of the week. Donald Trump tries to get Chris the dog to help him organise a Thanksgiving dinner on the desert island. And Lisa Morrow is talking about the kindness of strangers, Turkish style. Uh, More on that later, as well as a little Thanksgiving anecdote. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that. But seriously, Jimmy, as I was coming in earlier to the James Joyce, there is a massive nip in the Istanbul air. It would freeze the bollocks John Thomas off your pal. Yep. Winter is coming, as the uh, Stark said. A total a weekend of total rain. Uh, this is this is something, if you've never been to Istanbul before, a lot of people think that um, you know Turkey is this hot country, and it is. It is until around the middle of October, and then it then it happens, doesn't it? Between November and I don't know March, Ray, would you say we get all our years rain, and when it rains, God, it rains. And I think we, we had yeah. two and a half days, didn't we, of solid, if you can have solid rain. And then um, I think tomorrow it's going to start again, and I've heard it could be 10 or 11 days where we're not going to see the sun. It's just going to be pissing, 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 pissing. So that's something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah, but I hope the temperatures go down, 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 Jimmy. Seriously, because we could be in for a snow holiday. Seriously. Yeah, it's chaos, isn't it, with all the hills here. There's no way that anybody could drive a bus or anything like that. So the whole place kind of shuts down. Yeah, I've discovered the joys of online shopping this week, so that's what I might have to do if it starts to snow at the top of our hill. Didn't realise that you could buy all your groceries online at all. I know some people do that, um, but I've found everything, unless you want a bottle of water and some potatoes at the same time, because apparently that's too heavy, so you need to make two deliveries to do that. Good man. Jimmy, do you listen to the radio now and again at home? No, I never listen to the radio anymore. Have the uh, BBC World Service on in the morning, but no, I, it's, all, it's retro. all podcasts now, you know. I know, I have the old retro uh, radio and I do like to listen. And you know, the, uh, it's getting closer to all those radio stations hitting us with the Christmas songs, Jimmy, especially mm-hmm. the ones that we hate. I was telling you earlier on, 90% of the stations will be saying, how did Father Ted say it again? What did Father Ted say? Santa. Oh, Jack. When Jack. Father Jack oh, yeah. said... I'm so very sorry. But just a hint of sarcasm. Yeah. And we can't, we can't play Shane and Kirsty fairy tale of New York this year on the radio. It's too offensive. But here's Cardi B right now rapping about her fanny. <laughs> oh. True story, Jimmy. That's beyond what me. It's come to. 
It is absolutely beyond me, and, and radio deserves to be shut down for that. We've everybody can play M for P threes now. We've got podcasts. Do we need the radio? Do we really? If they're going to make stupid decisions like that, they can stick that up Cardi B's fanny, can't they? God, <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> At least gobble till you wobble. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Turkey, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the meantime, let's go over to uh, Morgan Friedman, who's uh, reading one of his original poems about that lovely, heartwarming feeling of being at home. Morgan Friedman. You know, Shakers, I'm not a very complicated man. I was out on my hammock last week, and it occurred to me that what gives me the greatest joy is not success, not money. But it's much more simple than that. So I mulled a few things over and realized that the greatest joy, especially after being on a film set for weeks, is when I come home. I realized that home is everything. It's my solace, my peace. It's more than four walls. It's the love that lives in a home. Family, friends, neighbors, and loved ones. So feeling content at the simple pleasure I wrote this. The Anchor That Moors, by Morgan Friedman. Home is the anchor that moors our life, through good times and bad, in joy and strife. A harbor, a haven in the vast unknown, a refuge of belonging, uniquely our own. In my heart, where my memories bloom, it's so much more than 27 rooms. Laughter and love echo in every space. My friends, my family are treated with grace. There's a place for you, my friends, my neighbors. Guests are a joy and never a labor. All I ask is a little appreciation, but not difficult guests who bring frustration. Like my neighbor Keanu, he's such a dick. You wouldn't believe his latest trick. He had my lawnmower for over five days and didn't give it back. So he'll have to pay. I'll take my revenge when he's at the movies. Retribution can be so very groovy. He paints his pickets in ivory white. So I'll kick down his gate and smear his fence in shite. <laughs> I wonder if Keanu will be coming to Morgan's for Thanksgiving dinner. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> As Pete loves it. Anyone who keeps your lawnmower more than five days deserves a good smearing in shite, Jimmy. <laughs> Just to show his neighbor that he is a, a cut above the rest. Yes, a cut. That's without the N in it, of course. Yeah, I mean, that, that is one of the unwritten rules anyway, isn't it? You never bother borrow a lawnmower for more than five days. And, um, and if you do, then you know the uh, consequences. Uh, which meatloaf song was that, Ray, just out of interest? Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, right. Okay. That was the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having a laugh? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I was a bit slow. For some reason, I only had Modern Girl in my head. <laughs> Would you be speaking about music? Seriously, it's great to see the Beatles at number one in the UK, Top 40. Their latest and last song together, Now and Then, it was released two weeks ago, Jimmy, uh, mm -hmm. with the help of artificial intelligence. 54 years after the ballad of John and Yoko reached number one in 69, breaking the record 
for the largest gap between number one singles in the UK. The Fab Four, the Beatles, it's like they never went away, Jimmy. Taylor Swift and Harry Styles bite me. They never knew what hit them. Mm. I've not heard it, and I don't know who Harry Styles is, and Taylor Swift I've heard of, but I don't know what They're she looks like. They're not on track, Jimmy. <laughs> okay, that's, that is good. I did hear somebody saying about this, this Beatles song that it sounds really quite strange, because um, apparently, you know, by the time that uh, John Lennon died, that, you know, he and Paul McCartney had been making music for a, a good ten years after that. Um, they were saying that the, this latest track, I don't know if this guy's right or not but um it still sounded like the beatles were young and we might have grown used to hearing mccartney and lennon sounding vocally a little bit older don't know what you think of that i'm old-fashioned i've got the retro radio so i've only heard it a few times on different radio stations but i have been meaning to uh, check out the video mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it won't be a live gig anyway that's for sure will it because two out of four ain't bad just to keep up with the meatloaf thing anyway should we go and do uh, true or false? Oh, sure, why not, Jimmy? <laughs> okay, sorry, I didn't have time to get together, Jimmy, uh, an animal true or false celebrity for you, but uh, let's go with this. Beastly of. Oh, Jimmy, come on. Uh, Jimmy, Neil Diamond, mm-hmm. nickname was Diamond Deezer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to laugh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no. I, give it a dime, I thought a Diamond Geezer was uh, a kind of, you know, Cockney white boy. How much? Come on, you don't think about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, definitely not. And when Americans say geezer, they mean old man. So they, they don't mean, you know, a lad or a rapscallion or something like that. So, uh, no. Not fall for it. No, I'm not going to fall for that one at all. <laughs> His real name was the Jewish Elvis. The Jewish Elvis, is that right? I swear on my dog. Huh. Check it, Google it. I'm not going to do it now. I can't be arsed, but I'll be, I believe you. <laughs> Love on the rocks, sweet Caroline. I am, I said, forever in blue jeans. Song, song blue, crackling rosy. Jimmy, you can only choose one track from that bunch. Bang away. Mm. It depends on the mood that I'm in, really. Um, when I was a kid, song, song blue was one of my favourites. Melody, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a lovely song, that, isn't it? Song, song, blue. What is it? Mark Johnson loves when you sing. Mar- Mark Johnson, <laughs> does he really? <laughs> a friend of the show, by the way. He retired a few years after being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Not our Mark, thank God. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrible. 82 years old, Jimmy, born in New York. He has sold 130 million records worldwide, making him one of the best-selling musicians of all time. Married three times, fair play, a diamond geezer. 
<laughs> Four children in total, Jimmy. He was born in Brooklyn, New York, to a Jewish family uh, that descended from Russian and Polish immigrants. Mm-hmm. You have a cat called Caroline. I, Jimmy, have one of one of my sisters. Out of the seven, is called Caroline. Ah, which Hmm. When we got our Caroline, when she was a tiny, tiny, tiny kid, and I used to sing that to her, um, sweet Caroline. Um, but I realised after a while that it, it just wasn't true. <laughs> and she never learned that name, so we call her Chip Chip now. So there we go. She doesn't know that one either, but Sweet Caroline was definitely not the song for that little monster. <laughs> In Brooklyn, he attended high school. And he was a member of the Freshman Chorus, Jimmy, uh, a choral club alongside classmate Barbara Streisand. Mm. However, they, however, they were not close friends at the time. They were poor kids in Brooklyn. We hung out in front of our high school and smoked cigarettes. Mm. I didn't know they knew each other, actually. Yeah. Holly Holly. Now, Jimmy, this is the classic of all classics. This uh, came up a couple of nights ago as I was watching TV. Uh, I hadn't heard it in years. Mike Flanagan, an American director. Ever heard of him? Nope. Mickey Flanagan, a horror director. Uh, He included the entire track in the third episode of of his new Netflix series, Midnight Mass. Don't forget that name, Jimmy. Midnight Mass. I was so totally moved right after I got out the album and the collection and I started playing it again. Jimmy, it's how the song slowly builds. Mm. It's what makes it pivotal. A masterpiece, Chimpster. Mm. What's it called? Midnight Mass? Holy, holy, yeah. Midnight Mass. I recommend this. Seven episodes, Jimmy. This will have you on your seat. I really recommend this. It's a Netflix mini series. Heard of it? No. 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 Uh, just for people who are listening um, who think that I've never <coughs> heard of uh, anything that Ray mentions, that's, that's because I've not. Uh, but he's also never heard of anything that I watch, think, or do either. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's just I don't bother asking him because I know the answer. <laughs> On his 16th birthday, he received a guitar, mm-hmm. his first guitar, after seeing folk singer Pete Seeger perform at a holiday camp, and he immediately realized he wanted to be a singer. And after he returned to Brooklyn, he started to take guitar lessons and began to write songs. At the same time, the Jewish Elvis hound dog, horn dog, began writing poems, just like Morgan Freeman. Wow. Are they similar? Similar kind of form? Yeah. yeah, for girls he was attracted to in school. His male classmates began asking him to write poems for them, which they would sing to their crushes. Continue to shine bright, Mr. Diamond. You living legend. Continue to shine bright. Oh, very good. Very good. It, it shooted well, Jimmy. Thanksgiving and all. I took it easy. Three out of three. Didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was was an easy question, wasn't it, really? Yeah, a bit of fun, though, wasn't it? And a great artist, too. Yeah, indeed. 
Indeed, one of my my childhood favourites, I have to say. Need to watch the jazz singer soon. I've not seen that been an awful long time. On Jimmy, good old Wikipedia. Did you check it? No, you're looking at it right now. <laughs> oh, excuse me. With all your other Neil Diamond facts. <laughs> if, no, if I recall, no, seriously, and it was a fantastic, fabulous movie. Like a biopic. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it was a remake anyway, wasn't it? But, I mean, it was part of that genre. I've mentioned it before on here. It was part of that time when there were so many gritty American films um, before everything went really shite in the the mid-80s. Um, even, I think we've talked about this on an episode before, even the first Rocky was kind of like that, you know, and you had your taxi drivers and, you know, your Scarfaces and things like that. There was just this real authenticity to American films that seemed to disappear a few years later. Anyway, that's that's another topic. Um, you know what, you, ah, you know when you were uh, checking Wikipedia and Google, I swear to God. I've never ever looked at Wikipedia, I don't even know what it is. Our top bloke, Erson, mm-hmm. just poured me a hot proddy. <laughs> proddy? <laughs> Do you know what all a proddy is? <laughs> I would imagine it's someone who gets his hands burnt at a bonfire on July the 12th, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's Bushmills, the Protestant whiskey. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Should them distilled. Get it into you, as mm. Toby would say. Get it into you. It'll do you all the world. Jimmy, Jimmy, no, no, wait a minute. Look, look, look at it. Look at it. Oh, oh, very nice. In a huge slice of lemon. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. You just, just what you want at a winter's night. Cheers, Erson. Thank you so much. Right, uh, it's that time of the month where uh, we're go, going to go over to uh, Lisa Morrow, who's got a latest instalment from one of her books about life in Turkey. Inside Out in Istanbul with Lisa Morrow. Hi again, Shakers. As you know, I live in Istanbul. I first lived here in 2000 and again in 2007, before actually making the move permanent in 2010. I've seen a lot happen in that time, and nowadays here people sigh and comment a lot on how much the city and Turkey as a whole have changed. Well, of course it has, but one thing that remains the same is the kindness of random strangers. I don't know how many times I've seen security guards at the bank, any bank, helping people change their PIN numbers to the ATM. They help customers who've, you know, forgotten their glasses, wink wink, or old men who bellow deafeningly to all and sundry that they can't read. Just the other day I had to step out of the way of a woman barreling down the street waving a bank card in her hand in hot pursuit of another woman who'd just left an ATM and said card in the machine. I've had people walk me to shops, bus drivers make unscheduled stops so I didn't get lost when I got off the bus and once, when I was going to an address for the first time, a shopkeeper I asked the way from rang his aunt for directions. She stayed on the phone with me and talked me through the whole route. When I arrived at my destination, there she was, waving out the window opposite my friend's house. When I lived in Kaiser in central Turkey, a Turkish friend helped us get a DigiTurk television subscription set up. I didn't know much Turkish back then, so it was great to have him take charge. However, he was a true football fanatic, so we ended up with the most expensive package, complete with all the football channels. You name it, there was Premier League, Spanish, German and every Turkish league in existence. 
The only channels in English showed UK programs from the Dark Ages, on repeat, and a few US channels with dull sitcoms. Although I did become addicted to a soap opera on a Polish channel that came with English and Turkish subtitles. It was set in a small village where nothing much really ever seemed to happen, but I did get a good idea of their fashion sense. Think floral frocks and tight perms. Since then I've learned to be careful what I wish for when it comes to being helpful in Turkey, or at least to be more specific. Nonetheless, I'd rather the kindness of strangers than the bureaucracy of bank clerks. Confused? Well, you won't be when you've read How to Improve Your Turkish in my book Exploring Turkish Landscapes Crossing Inner Boundaries. It's available on Amazon, at selected bookshops in Istanbul, or direct from me. Once you've read it, I'd love to know what you think. <laughs> Seriously, Jimmy, I'd rather the kindness of strangers than the bureaucracy of bank clerks. Likewise, Lisa, likewise. Mm. Definitely be careful what you wish for. Are you going to tell me the Charlize Theron thing, or should I go... Would you like me to tell you the Charlize uh, Theron thing, Jimmy? If you must. <laughs> no, you like this, Jimmy, seriously. Because it just reminded me, after listening to Lisa Morrow, mm. I heard, overheard this. Charlize Theron was on a trip to Turkey because there was a full eclipse happening in Turkey. And she went on to say it was about a three- or four-hour hike to get to this spot. Every website, every book said, you have to absolutely watch this eclipse there. So I'm up there, and they're so right. It's truly amazing, Jimmy, mind-blowing. And the light kind of drops, and there's this Turkish lady started to play the guitar and singing that four non-blonde song. I said, hey, hey, hey. I said, hey, what's going on? And she didn't stop, Jimmy. She sang it for the entire eclipse. A she part of me, a part <laughs> of me died that day. Porasi Turkia. Only in fucking Turkey, Jimmy. Mm. Poor woman. <laughs> Three full <four> hours. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say that's it. Yeah, I was going to say that um, something really that nicely links what Lisa was telling us and, and what's coming up next. But, you know, we, we've mentioned several times that uh, it's Thanksgiving in America at the moment. If you don't know what Thanksgiving is, it's when American families come together and get a turkey and eat it. And it's sort of like, um, I mean, it's a big event. It's, you know, Thanksgiving is on a Thursday. It's a national holiday in America. But people who like, oh, yeah. who are married to Americans... Um, have American family and are not off work on uh, on that Thursday. Tend to celebrate it on the Saturday. So we're we're having um, uh, a few of my wife's friends around on Saturday, and getting a turkey is not quite as easy as you would imagine, especially when you live out in the sticks. So we'd been thinking about it for a couple of weeks how we were going to do it, and it, this rainy, rainy, awful wet the weekend. And I thought to myself, I got up early on Sunday morning. And I thought, well, rather than the wife uh, worry about this all day, I'm going to see if I can try and find a turkey to order. So I went through all the supermarkets, couldn't get it. All the food delivery people couldn't get it. And then eventually I found a place in Konya, which is a hell of a long way away from here, and managed to order a turkey. They asked for our email address. 
uh, they asked for a WhatsApp number and blah, 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 blah. And they sent me a nice little video of them packing the turkey. And I thought, all's great. So I WhatsApped them and I said, right, we're going to be in from five o'clock tomorrow being Monday. Well, of course, uh, Monday comes, there's nothing. And uh, we, we find out that what they'd done is they'd, they'd got it to Istanbul and put it with one of these cargo companies. I don't know what you, I don't think we say cargo in English, do we? Haulage company, you know, local delivery people anyway. And um, we didn't get anything else after that. So texting backwards and forwards. And my Turkish is at the level that I can speak to people face to face, but on a topic where I'm not in control on the telephone, it's an absolute nightmare for me. Um, So we checked, have they sent us an email? No, they'd not sent us an email. Of course, they'd not sent us an email. And we've been going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And, of course, we're worrying about this bloody turkey being in a box. And, you know, if it's taking three, four or five days to get here, is it going to be in any condition to eat by the time we get it? So I was a bit late down here today because I had to get in touch with them and ask where it was. And the guy said to me for the fourth time, just get in touch with the uh, the delivery people. And I explained for the fourth time that I wasn't told I would need to get in touch with the delivery person. I was told it would be being delivered by them and my Turkish isn't good enough to do this on the phone. And it goes on. And then he says, well, why don't you walk walk down to the delivery place and see if, uh, if they're there? And I think to myself, I'm not walking two miles to see if they've got a turkey for them just to tell me to piss off and come back tomorrow. So we check online and we find out that it closes at five which is absolutely great if you if you work. So we get in touch with them. We don't know what to do. Get in touch with the guy. I asked him again if he'd give me the tracking number. Fourth time I asked him. Uh, he sends me a photograph with lots of numbers on it. I've, for the second time, I've not a clue which one it is. You know, really, 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 really frustrating. And at this point, I'm um, getting close to telling him what to do with this turkey and where to stick it. And who was that, whose fatty you were talking about before, Ray? Cardi B. Cardi B. I was tell, I was thinking of getting this turkey and sticking it up Cardi B's fanny for him. And anyway, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know what we're going to do about this. Are we going to try and get our money back? Are we going to go into town and try and find a, another supermarket? Because they only really sell turkeys around here at, at Christmas. Anyway, um, went to the, the, the pet shop in the village uh, before we, we call in a few times a week and we chat to the guy Metin he's a smashing fella and this is what what links the Thanksgiving really and what Lisa was talking about so uh, he just asked how we were so I said I've got a turkey problem and um, he starts asking about it so we, we start mm-hmm. to explain to him and he says that these cargo people are really good he gets stuff off them all the time and he, he said, I'll tell you what we'll do. When the, He said, they have to text you tomorrow to say that they're bringing it. He said, just give them my address. So if anybody's in the Tarabia area of Istanbul and you ever want to buy anything to do with pets, go into Anima Pet Shop because the guy Metin is just an absolute legend. So he's going to take this delivery for us tomorrow and stick it in his industrial fridge. So isn't that nice? Wonderful. <laughs> Thank God I had a hot Roddy, for that rant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just correct you on something. You said uh, it's Konya, not Konya. Konya is a slang word in Balana, the west of Ireland. Right. Shite. Is it really? 
Yeah, so you probably would not want to be saying Anya. Well, they don't normally say O for the O. They don't normally say O for that. Anya. I think it'll do, Ray. I think it'll do. Don't fucking argue with me about that. I've had enough with (laughs) Turkey George. Uh, I tell you, I'm I'm up to here with turkeys. I don't give a shit where they come from. (laughs) You ain't ain't seen seen stuff and yet, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, Declan and Mowgli from Hackett Technologies have been working around the clock trying to keep up with the latest Donald Trump news, as have we all. And But they've managed to find us a bit of exclusive audio from the desert island where Donald is feeling rather festive. Sorry, we've had a message from the president of Turkey. What's that, Chris? We have resident turkeys? That's tremendous news for Thanksgiving coming up and all. The country, Donald, you pea brain. Huh? I thought that Bernard Matthews, you know, the fat one who always says beautiful, was the turkey president. President of Turkey. Oh, yeah. What's his name again? Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Reggie, you should have said, tremendous cook, the best cook, loves a dessert, always talking about lemon curds. Yeah, remind me to send him a pallet of coconuts from the Donald. It's about the tragic conflict between Hamas and Israel in the Middle East. He says a constructive comment will be very welcome in the Middle East and help you in the election. It's been a long day, Chris. I'm tired. Let's get this straight. He says if I eat more hummus, I'll be able to construct a better erection. I find that personal, very personal. He knows nothing about my erections. They're the best erections. I've had no complaints. You grab them by the pussy. I've warned you about saying that before. I have no recollection of that. Obama made some comment about that once, but who's Obama anyway? He's not even American. He's not going to make America great again. He's a Muslim, according to Giuliani. Can we get back on topic, Donny? Hamas, the Middle Eastern situation. So this Reggie guy wants me to get involved with this Israel thing again? What's in it for me? Wait a minute. Israel produces the best oranges. They're seedless, just like Ron Sanctimonious. I could get in touch with that guy. What's his name? Nate Ben Yahoo. The guy who runs the place. Order some oranges. Speak to the other guys who make the hummus. And if the turkey guy gives us one of his birds... We've got a Thanksgiving party like no other. He wants you to end the war in the Middle East. Middle East? Middle West? What do I care? And why is the president of Turkey involved? Look, it's about diplomacy. Diplomacy? He suggests you offer an incentive to Hamas. Incentives? You mean like a coupon for free hummus? No, Donning, it's a serious matter. The president of Turkey is suggesting a diplomatic approach to end the conflict. Okay, okay. I'll send them both some coconuts. Big coconuts, terrific coconuts, coconuts like they've never seen. That should solve things and create a permanent ceasefire within a day, in just 25 hours. Donny, we're talking about international relations, not a fucking picnic. Can you just read this memo? You know, Chris, I think a crab stole my reading glasses. I'm tired now. My head hurts. But as my advisor, could you just make some stuff up about it and post it on Twitter like you usually do? That's it, Donald. I can't take this anymore. I'm leaving. I've been offered a job closer to home working for Suella Braverman. Leaving? Nobody leaves me. I leave them, but they don't leave me. I'm the best employer, the best friend, the best president you'll ever have. If you go, I'll piss in your sandbox, pop your doggy toys, won't even write you a letter of recommendation. I won't even piss at your funeral. You can't write a letter of recommendation because you can't read and write. 
And as for all this urination business, I'm the dog. It's supposed to be me that urinates everywhere. Chris, don't leave me. Don't go. I'll do whatever you say. I'll cook Thanksgiving dinner. You can bring all your friends. Or even the crabs. The crabs, Bernard Matthews, Jerry Seinfeld, Nathan Yahoo. Yeah, bring Nate. Tell him to bring all his oranges, bring all his hummus, whoever you want. Whatever you want, you can even play with my extra springy red suspenders. Braces. Suspenders are for girls. Tell them what you want, Chris. Take them. Take the blue ones, too, if you like. Just don't tell the president of Turkey about my literacy issue. You know, it's in my canine DNA never to abandon my human. Right, I'm going to have to find something to play with. Now, where are Donald's braces? <laughs> Only Donald could mix up hummus and hummus. <laughs> if the turkey guy gives us one of his birds, you've got a Thanksgiving like no other. <laughs> Black Milkshake, best posts of the week. Post of the week, props to Anita Bellinger from Victoria in Canada. Now, there's another country I haven't been in, Jimmy, but it's on my to-do list. Yeah, thanks, Anita. I've never been to Canada. Three sisters. Shakers. Anne, Jan and Fanny. Now we're back to Fanny. <laughs> now, all three sisters had big feet and were shuny. God bless them all. Mm-hmm. Anne was size nine, Jan was size 10, and Fanny, well, good old Fanny, was a size 13. Anne and Jan go out to the local juicer, the horseshoe hole in their local juicer, on a double date, Jimmy, to partake in scoops of intoxication with two fairly decent blokes from the village. The night would end on a jiggy-jiggy. The girls were totally up for it. Later on in the night, one of the blokes say, Jesus Christ, you two have got big feet. Anne replies, listen here, pal. You think they're big? You should see our fannies. They are massive. <laughs> oh. It's quite similar to that one we had the other week, wasn't it? About uh, Fanny Green, I seem to recall. Uh, it's nice to get the old Fanny in now and again, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's been a Fanny of a show as well as a Fanny of a day. Subtle. <laughs> oh, it has indeed. Go on, you good thing. Anyway. That's all, folks. Next week, we've got comedian, rapper and Crohn's disease sufferer Matt Nagin uh, performing a song about that nasty version of inflammatory bowel disease that many people suffer from, including himself, of course. Plus, we have an exclusive splash where we reveal the real reason that Meghan and Harry don't want anything to do with King Charles. I tell you, Ray, it's an extraordinary tale. You'll barely believe it. Many thanks for your support, Shakers. We are just actually, believe it or not, two shows off our big 50th podcast. Yeah, that's right. I believe, isn't it? Yeah, so here we go. Let's try to get record numbers. More than ever, we would also like you to share the podcast with a friend or on your social media. Yes, we would. That would be absolutely brilliant for our, uh, our half century. So, yes... Let's get those poetry requests in for uh, Morgan Friedman. 
You'd name the topic, it can be absolutely anything. Write to us and we'll pass it on to Morgan and he will write the poem for you. Special thanks to Morgan Friedman, Lisa Morrow, Donald Trump, Chris the Talking Dog, James Joyce Irish Pub, Crow Radio UK and Eamon McAndrew. See you next week, Shakers. I hope you're all having a great Thanksgiving and it's plucking delicious and a night to November. Good skill. Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast was presented by Ray Mack and Yormer Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023.